0: Chapter One of Young Folk's History of Germany. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Young Folk's History of Germany by Charlotte Mary Young. Chapter One The Ancient Germans. The history of the German Empire rightly begins with Karl the Great, but to understand it properly, it will be better to go further back. When the Romans were beginning to know something about the wild tribes who lived to the north of Italy and to the coast of the Gaulish or Celtic lands, almost all the nations in Europe seemed to have come out of the northwest of Asia, one tribe after another, the fiercest driving the others farther and farther to the westward before them. Tribes of Celts or Gauls had come first, but though they were brave and fierce they were not so sturdy as the great people that came after them, and were thus driven up into the lands bordering on the Atlantic Ocean, while the tribes that came behind them spread all over that middle part of Europe which lies between the Alps and the Baltic Sea. These tribes all called themselves Deutsch, which meant the people. Indeed, most of them still do, though we English only call those Dutch who live in Holland. Sometimes they were called Ger. War, or Spearmen, just as the Romans were called Quirites, and this name, Spearmen, or Germans, has come to be the usual name that is given to them together, instead of Deutsch, as they call themselves, and from which the fine word Teutonic has been formed. The country was full of marshes and forests, with ranges of hills in which large rivers rose and straggled, widening down to their swampy mouths. Bears and wolves, elks and buffaloes ran wild, and were hunted by the men of the German tribes. These men lived in villages of rude huts, surrounded by lands to which all had a right in common, and where they grew their corn and fed their cattle. Their wives were much more respected than those of other nations. They were usually strong, brave women, able to advise their husbands and to aid them in the fight, and the authority of fathers and mothers over their families was great. The men were either freemen or nobles, and they had slaves, generally prisoners, or the people of conquered countries. The villages were formed into what were called hundreds, over which, at a meeting of the freemen from all of them, a chief was elected from among the nobles, and many of the tribes had kings, who always belonged to one family, descended, it was thought, from their great god Woden the german tribes all believed in the great god woden his brother frey and his son thor who reigned in a gorgeous palace and with their children were called the asa gods woden was all-wise and two ravens whispered in his ear all that passed on the earth the sun and moon were his eyes the moon is so dull because he gave the sight of that eye for one draught of the well of wisdom at the foot of the great ash tree of life he was a fearful god who had stone altars on desolate heaths, where sacrifices of men and women were offered to him, and the fourth day of the week was sacred to him. Frey was gentler, and friendship, faith, and freedom were all sacred to him. There is a little confusion as to whether Friday is called after him, or Frigga, Odin's wife, to whom all fair things belonged, and who had priestesses among the German maidens. Thor, or as some tribes called him thunder was the bravest and most awful of the gods and was armed with a hammer called mjolnir or the miller or crusher thunder was thought to be caused by his swinging it through the air and the mark in honour of him was capital t meant to be a likeness of his hammer it was signed over boys when they were washed with water immediately after they were born and in some tribes they were laid in their fathers shields and had their first food from the point of his sword. These three were always the most honoured of the Asa gods, though some tribes preferred one, and some the other. But Woden was always held to be the great father of all, and there were almost as many stories about the Asir as there were about the Greek gods, though we cannot be sure that all were known to all the tribes, and they were brought to their chief fulness in the branch of the race that dwelt in the far north, and who became Christians much later. Some beliefs, however, all had in common, and we may understand hints about the old faith of the other tribes by the more complete northern stories. There was a great notion of battle going through everything. The Asa gods were summer gods, and their enemies were the forces of cold and darkness, the giants who lived in Jotunheim, the land of giants. All that was good was mixed up with light and summer in the old Deutsch notions all that was bad, with darkness and cold. Baldur, the son of Woden, was beautiful, good, and glorious. But Loki, the chief enemy, longed to kill him. His mother, Frigga, went round and made every creature and plant swear never to hurt Baldur, but she missed one plant, the mistletoe. So when all his brothers were amusing themselves by throwing things at Baldur, knowing they could not hurt him, loki slyly put in the hand of his blind brother hodor a branch of mistletoe which struck him dead but frigga so wept and prayed that it was decreed that baldur might live again provided everything would weep for him and everything accordingly did weep except one old hag who sat under a tree and would shed no tears for baldur so he might not live only he was given back to his mother for half the year and then faded and vanished again for the other half. But Loki had his punishment, for he was chained under a crag, with a serpent forever dropping venom on his brow, though his wife was always catching it in a bowl, and it could only fall on him when she was gone to empty the bowl at the stream. It is plain that Baldur meant the leaves and trees of summer, and that the weeping of everything was the melting of the ice. But there was mixed into the notion something much higher and greater— Respecting the struggle between good and evil. End of chapter one. Read by Karish dot www.kray.org, on Wednesday, January sixth, two thousand sixteen, in Union City, California.